It is a little tiny tree. Oh, is it live? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Tiny tree. Tiny tree. It was I think the tiny tree confetti was in your that's what she said. Um earbud pouch and I was hoping it would stay in there so you would shake it on Jeremy Aww. but sadly the glitter escaped <laughs> it's a tiny tree. it is a tiny tree so cute. yeah the girl um, who made the pouches glitter bombed them so when I opened the package like, glitter just fell all over me oh no I know I'm sorry it should have been at your house man should have <laughs> so much better hi by the way welcome to fan ficking tastic podcast where we talk about shit and then read some fan fiction and I don't fucking know anymore um <laughs> although we're not really reading a fan fiction right now we're reading a full-blown published fucking novel yep also not safe for work no hide your kids hide your kids hide your wife yeah probably your elderly relatives as well Yes. Might be a good idea. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, if they're not Some. into dinosaurs, craving <laughs> after, you know, chicks who work in brothels, Young maybe flesh. this is not the place for them today. Yeah. I feel like last time we were together, the chapter was really long and we stopped in the middle. It was because it was fucking forever. But it this was... is a new year and we are ready to do some new shit. It's a new year. So there you go. We're on day three of a new year. Yeah, I would say new year, new us, but I really fucking hate that. So I'm going to say new <laughs> new year number, same fucking me. <laughs> That's right. My goal this year is to drink more whiskey, <laughs> but I'm going to exercise an extra day to balance it out. Yeah. That's more ambitious than me, which my goal right? every year is to drink more wine. Uh and then it stops there. There's no, like, exercise additional days. See, that's just... cool because wine is good for you. I <laughs> know, right? Um, and you can <laughs> never drink as much wine as Andre the Giant, so you'll be okay. That's true. Yeah. We drink a lot. Because even if you're like, holy shit, that was a lot of wine we drank. Like that one night where we had, like, all those bottles. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we can never be at Andre the Giant's level of wine drinking. That's true. Or apparently Johnny Depp's, who also, you know, drinks... Uh, <laughs> My rent times like twenty five <laughs> of wine a month. Um, uh, Richard O'Brien, who mm -hmm. played Riff Raff. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm saying it for the purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah, people uh, who might not know. Who might not know? Who played Riff Raff in uh, Rock and Roll Picture Show? He also wrote and directed it. Um, he uh, he did an article. He did an interview just like last year or something. Like the first time in years and years, he finally did an interview, mm -hmm. and uh, he said he's having a great life. And he's got this beautiful young wife, and he never thought that he would find love so late in life. And he mm -hmm. loves her very much, and they have a great life together. And he thinks one of his uh, keys to life is to drink a bottle of red wine a day. Holy shit. <laughs> like, an actual full bottle? Yeah, he drinks a bottle of red Damn. wine a day. <laughs> Which, I guess if you're spacing it out, yeah, if you start at, like noon and space it out I guess I could understand that I get I don't know I'm like a drink failure I like <laughs> podcasting aside where I actually managed to drink at least one full drink if not more depending on how <laughs> disgusting what we're reading is um like I will pour a glass of wine and I never finish it oh. because between 
you know, like doing stuff and yeah. chasing after a tiny human. <clears throat> and then like, shit, and I just forget about my wine. And then like, you know, the next morning I come across my half drunk glass of wine and I'm like, God damn it. Like that was such a good bottle. Why did I have a $55 bottle of wine? And now like my glass is wasted. Mm, sorry. So it's cool. It just makes my you wine get the vacuum bottle. thing. No, I just keep it in the fridge. I don't think that saves it from oxidation. It doesn't. It no. really doesn't. It's a vacuum thing. I got a vacuum thing. It's really cool. I want the one that just like pops the tiny hole in the cork that like when you oh, it pop it up. Out? Yeah, but then when you pull the thing out, like the cork is just like resealed. Like, it heals. recorks itself. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that. I want that one because then I won't feel so bad about like breaking into my wine and I can pour myself tiny glasses and then maybe I can finish them. Well, but that way, like that, you have to stab it every single time. Yeah. My vacuum thing, you put, it's it's like a hand pump vacuum, you put it over the top and you go, mm-hmm. and it sucks the air out of it and it just, it seals it for you. It's cool. It's pretty cool. I think I might just get one of those. It's only 12 bucks. All right. I'm definitely going to get one of those. It works. And this has been the Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. I was going to get wine. I was going to bring it tonight. Oh, dude. Don't ever. Every time I bring wine, you're like, I have wine. Well, I mean, if you want to drink wine like please just go to the wine wall because <laughs> i have a wine wall dude i feel guilty did we not my miss expensive wine and i don't give a shit like it's meant to be drunk i'm not one of those like bougie assholes who's like this is my four dollar bottle of wine that no one is gonna drink because <laughs> lottie da like the president once like sniffed on it like oh god <laughs> no not the current one like one of the past ones that's gross right no, it's meant to like you. It's made to be drunk. Like you should drink the wine. It's sitting there all sad because no one is loving on it, and I can't drink it fast enough. So let's have some wine. Okay, let's have some wine. Pause. All right, wind up. Wind up. Black Betty is an unusually full-bodied temptress of a wine. Wine, dark and mysterious. She's a dangerously seductive stranger in the night, but don't fear her. Embrace her. You may never experience a wine like her again. Okay. All right. <laughs> I feel like that could be the story we're reading. We are supposed to, yeah. Well, I mean, we could consider that our um, lady of the night is an unusually full-bodied temptress. Temptress. <laughs> and she is a dangerously seductive stranger. But once you embrace her, apparently you turn into a dinosaur man. So... Maybe not the best bet. Yeah. Yeah. Also, please ignore my tiny human noises in the background. You know, okay. You know. <laughs> All right. Yes. So now, okay. So now we're wine. Yeah. Wine. Never bring wine to my house. I have so much wine. Mm. And look, now it's happier because it all of the rest of them are all like, why didn't you choose me? You know. Next week, lovelies. Next They're week. like the sad runners up in the Miss America pageant, but nobody, mm-hmm. nobody wants. Except that one year where the runner up won. But then didn't actually win, and they like literally took the crown. From oh, her. that was so sad. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, okay." Right? <laughs> it was so. And you can't like burst into tears on stage because everyone is looking at you. Oh, it was uh, Steve Harvey who fucked that up. Yeah, right? was. I don't like him. Well, she doesn't either. <laughs> Uh, you know she has a Steve Harvey poppet, and whenever she's having a bad day, she just jams needles into that sucker. I'm like, fuck you, Steve Harvey. Fuck you. Little Steve Harvey. Bends his little legs back. Like, do you feel that? Do you feel that? I feel that. Yeah. I think she does. Yeah. 
Cool. His mustache creeps me out. His everything creeps me out. <laughs> when I when I had broken up with a boyfriend, my aunt sent me his book. Uh, Wait, he wrote a book? Think like a man, act like a woman. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. He wrote a really misogynistic book. <laughs> um, yeah, if it's called Think Like a Man. Act. It was like, think like a man, act like a lady. Oh, yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it was gross. What? I read it and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not. Yeah, just. Yeah, go fuck yourself. all I have to say to that. It was really reminiscent of the book from How I Met Your Mother. Um, of course, you're still single. Take a look at yourself, you dumb slut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was like that. Except it was an actually published book. Yeah. Oh, that's just... I think it's probably also sitting, like, on my shelf at home. Because I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I Thanks for the gift. I kind of want to read it just so I can make fun of it. I'll give it to you. I mean, it'll only take me, like, four or five minutes to read. Yes. Except when I, like, get ragey and then, like, throw it against a wall, which increases my read time. Which is why it took me so long to read that she has a great book. <laughs> because I had to keep turning it like off my Kindle so I wouldn't throw my Kindle against a yeah. wall. You yeah. can tell it's written on an iPhone. It's bad. Dude, <laughs> seriously, if that chick shook her inner fucking goddess one more time, <laughs> I was going to punt my Kindle across the room. She does. In a rage. She has a lot of inner goddess. Shake, like, seriously, yeah. shut the fuck up about your inner goddess. It's yeah. not shaking. Like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Ugh. I read the first one because it was like, oh, my God, this book. Oh, my God, this book. And I read it, and I was like, first of all. <laughs> not sexy. Not sexy. No. Second of all, this is an abusive relationship. Yeah, right? <laughs> this isn't This isn't submissive and dominant. This no, is this is just awful. an abusive relationship. Yeah. It's just gaslighting. Some girl I used to know was like, you're going to love this book. Oh, my God, it's so good. And because, you know, I read faster than yeah. anything, I'm like, what do I lose? Like an hour? Yeah. No, literally, that book took me six months to read. <laughs> Because it was so bad. Like, the first, like, five chapters took me, like, two hours to get through. <laughs> it's bad. And normally in two hours, I can read, like, two and a half books. Yeah. I read 15 books between the first and halfway through the second. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, which brings us to, what was your total so for last bad. year? Oh, for my total. Listeners? Okay. So, and, like, in for just tuning in, um, I'm a freakish speed reader I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, the just naturally like yeah, it's is. it's a god-given talent or a whatever natural born talent if you're not into god um what so nature well then fuck you because nature is <laughs> awesome um so my challenge for last year shit do i even have it it was 365 it was a book a day no so my original my original goal was 100 books oh which i admit was like low. ridiculously low and i really should have thought about that um so my why can i not find it i don't know I'm so sad that I can't pull up, like, why can't you pull up your, like, previous reading? Mm. No, because after I posted that, I read, like, five more days. No, but that but was, um, that was the end of, uh... Yeah, I read, year, I read like, three more books after that. Um, I think I read 823 books total in... Here we go. 821 is what No, but I, again, I read two more books after I posted that, because I was a little, <laughs> I jumped the gun. 
Um, so yes, I read 823 books, but that does not count the ones that I was too ashamed to even let Goodreads <laughs> know that I read, which was about five books um, that Amazon Kindle knows that I read, but no one else will never know. I want to know. Um, oh my God, they were so trashy. Wants to they know. had names like The Billionaire's Accidental Baby and shit like that. And I'm like, <laughs> they were freight, whatever. Um, and they also don't include teacher books of yeah. any kind. I didn't include most of those. So there's another like 10 of those. Mm -hmm. um, and <sighs> three different history textbooks that I read cover to cover yeah. to see if they were any better than mine. Mm -hmm. So 823 just for fun books, <laughs> ranging in pages from 100 to over 1,000. And three of them are in French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my thing. Cheers. Oh, I didn't count. I read four. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't that I don't like to read. It's mm -hmm. it's not that I'm a slow reader. It's that I never have fucking time to read. Yeah. So. Like, I read, like, while I'm waiting in line at the market. Or, like, when you someone's know, really. so fast. I do read freakishly fast. That by the time you've waited for grandma to pay in pennies, you've read. A book. A book. So, just to give you guys an I've, example. I've read. Four books. But you audio, but you audiobook. I do audiobook. I and, don't count that as reading now. Yeah, I don't either. I, if that's the case, then it's been like no. This I don't <laughs> count audiobooks because like they're things. But if you I, count audiobooks, you read a lot. I ran out of credits, and so I have oh, to I wait for my that. free credits to go that's back up worst. again. And it's been killing me for like the last three weeks. I haven't had any fucking credits. <sighs> I hate that. Like sometimes if they're having one of those like buy a credit, get a credit free sale, I'll just buy an extra one just so I have it. Yes, in my little hot hands. <laughs> um. Worst case, like, if there's a book you really didn't like, you can return it, and they'll give you a credit mm -hmm. back. Yeah. Which has happened a couple of times with a book that I was just like, this is, no, this book is garbage. There's one Stephen King that I would return, but. Which one? Uh, hang on, I have to look it up. Because I return. I um, it's called Stranger Things. Neil Patrick Harris's. Oh, Stranger Things. Needful Things? Maybe it was Needful Things. Because I like Needful Things, but I think you have to read that one. It was it was the same thing over and Is over it the one where over. they like had he has the weird shop of shit and there's like yeah. baseball cards? It starts out great. Really good. Like yeah. it starts out great, but then the thing is like it, it just becomes the a rehashing of the same thing. Like, yeah. Somebody comes in, they find an it's item. It's like a thousand like, pages. Mind control. Yeah. It's the yeah. And like I really enjoyed the premise and I thought the the characters were well formed. Yeah, it but it just, it slogs yeah, a lot in the middle, things. but then it picks back up at the end. At the end, yeah. Yeah. But I have been reading. But so if you don't like it, I'm saying you can return it. Okay. And Kindle will give you a credit. It's not Kindle, it's Audible. I'm saying Audible will give you a credit that oh. you can then use to buy something else. Because oh. I bought um, Neil Patrick Harris's, like, Choose Your Own Adventure autobiography, which works as paper, right? Because you can flip. Flip. No, terrible as he reads. Like, he reads it, so it's cool, right? Mm -hmm. But it loses all of the cool of, like, the choose your own adventure part. Yeah. So I listened to it for, like, 25 minutes, and I'm like, eh, and I returned it. We got something else. <laughs> I actually got Nick Offerman's um, book about the, like, most important people in the U.S. or whatever, which is really cool. And then awesome. Michael Crichton's um, new one that's, like, the Jurassic Park prequel. Okay. Um, was not good as an audio book. So I tried to listen to it and could not. I tried to listen to it like six times. Oh. Could not get into it. But then I got it mm -hmm. like on my, I say paper, but that's a fly. It's on my phone. And I read it in like 45 <laughs> minutes. And it was actually really good. Huh. But I just couldn't get into it like listening to it. I had to read it. 
Um, so yeah, Audible will totally, and they'll ask you, or like if you get one where the narrator is just garbage, yeah, if you hate their voice, you can actually just return it and be like, I hated the narrator and they'll give you your, they'll give your credit back. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. Like obviously don't abuse it. Yeah. Um, never advocating that, but just, it gives you, it's like kind of like a, um, like a money back guarantee. That'd be good because I bought, I've got so many from Audible. Yeah. I have so many from Audible. It gives you freedom to just like try something. Like maybe I'm going to hate this. And then if you listen to it, you're like, oh my God, I hate this. Like, you know, no harm, no foul. (laughs) Like imp smile. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's so dirty. But um, yeah, so totally tell that. I keep wanting to tell you I have a new author that I enjoy that I think you would like too. Okay. There, because you you like your because I like books. Well, you like books, but you love um sleeping <coughs> British mysteries. That's true. Yeah. Her name is Ruth Ware. I feel like I've read these. Um, Death of Mrs. Westaway. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, the woman in Cabin 10. Yeah. Man. In a dark, dark wood. Yeah. I read Lion these. Game. I read at least those first two. I don't know if I read <laughs> all of them, but I'll have to go back and revisit to see if there are ones that I missed. I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to The Magicians. Oh. Because I watched, I you know, I never, I tried to never watch something before I read the book, mm-hmm. which again for me is super, I sound fucking braggy as shit right now. Um, I'm not really it's braggy, guys, brag. <laughs> which is even fucking worse. Um, it's my only good quality, guys, is that I read like faster than shit. So I try to always read before I watch, like even if it's a movie. <laughs> Chainsaw. Go to your daddy. And she saw you, she went, and she ran at you. It's cool. My kid's the devil. That was Chainsaw. Hey. Um, so I try to always read the book before I watch the movie or the TV show or whatever, which is usually not a problem. Um, I reread all of the Game of Thrones before a new season comes out. I have problems. Guys. They're great <laughs> books, though. They're also like a thousand pages long. Um, but yeah. So... <laughs> Anyway, I'm magicians. I, you know, was whatever pregnant and couldn't leave my bed. So I watched it without reading the book first. Mm. So now I'm going back and actually reading the books and or listening to the book because it's the only way that a book takes me more than two hours to read. Yes. Um, and it's actually not bad. Like I have serious problems occasionally with the way that the author describes women. Mm. Because he's like, oh, yeah, she's, like, super skinny and, like, super hot. And I keep staring at her tits. And I'm like, really? Like, fucking mention her personality. Yeah. Like, like you're attracted to her now because all of a sudden she, like, flew halfway across the world as, world as a bird. And so she's, like, super fit. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, but overall story. So there's problem areas. Um, but overall story-wise, it's actually, like, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. You know. Huh. What's it about? I don't think I know anything about it. It's about a guy who... In the in the um the show is in his twenties, which makes it way less weird for what happens. Okay. Um, but in the books, is like seventeen when it starts out, and then he goes through four and a half years of college or five years of college, basically, um, okay. over the course of the first book. So he ends up being like twenty, um, which makes the part where he has sex a lot like way less weird. <laughs> yeah. And he thinks he's going for an interview for Princeton and then, like, chases a piece of paper 
into a park in Brooklyn and ends up at this school in Upper New York. Like, he walks through the park and ends up, like, fucking Narnia. Like, goes back to the cupboard, okay. right? Um, and it's a school. He discovers, like, he's like, oh, you're here to take the test. And he takes the test. Hmm. Um, which is a test that is given to anybody that they've kind of sensed has innate magical aptitude. Mm-hmm. And so he takes the test and passes it. And so he is offered a spot at this university of magic. And, you know, he was like, oh. he was supposed to like Ivy League because of course, of course he was like, the, he was in like the upper gifted level classes and sure. like, you know, was like the smartest of the smart kids It's just not in interesting class. if you're getting these constantly. Right. And well, you know, no <laughs> one wants like, the, you know, like the idiot to be apparently yeah. a magician. Um, so he gets accepted to university and has to leave like his whole like, you know, world behind. And so the whole book is focused on his um, five years of matriculation at this university mm. where he meets other people who are also there and, um, you know, becomes one of, like, the physical magic kids. And they play their weird game, which is, like, you know, unlike Harry Potter where it's, like, lacrosse but flying, is, um, like, chess but with you and magic. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then during your fourth year, you do a year abroad or a semester abroad, but your semester abroad involves your professors turning you into a um, goose of some kind where you then Uh, fly to Antarctica and have to go uh, to the southern campus for a semester uh, where the cranky old Russian magician teaches you before you turn back into a goose and fly home. Oh, sure. So, yeah, and then I guess there's... I want to be a goose. Right? Temporarily. I mean, that, that, that's probably not. He just got he just got to the Breakville South after being goose for you know flying across. Um, so that's pretty fun. And I guess there's multiple books. I know the the show has th- three seasons on Netflix. Oh, I was thinking it was a movie. I was like, I no, it's movie. three seasons of ne- on Netflix. Oh, yeah, gotcha. So I mean, definitely has a lot of like. Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe, like, vibes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, like, another world that he, he has this whole series of books that he's been obsessed with since he was little, where children who were shipped off, you know, to go visit, live with elderly relatives in the countryside in 1930, you know, find a passageway to, an, like, a magical like land. land. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, definitely has got that kind of vibe. But there's also, like, orgies and shit. <laughs> Which, again, makes... Doesn't happen until like they're in like their fifth year, so they're again, they're twenty. It's not it's as creepy. creepy. It's less creepy. Yeah. So the beginning when he was like he's seventeen, I'm like, but I watched this in one, and there's an orgy with like two dudes and a girl. So I'm... and then the, the devil's three way. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but then they're like, and now they're on year four, and I'm like doing math in my head. I'm like, okay, so it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. A little less creeped out. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm currently listening to. I always hate when you have to do math so it's not creepy. Right? Like Jughead Jones. I was like, oh, God, how old is he? Oh, God, how old is he? It's okay. He's in his 20s. It's fine. (laughs) I know. Still a little creepy, but not as creepy. I mean, it's not as creepy when you think about the fact that the age difference between, like, him and you is basically the same as between my dad and his (laughs) ex-wife. So, you know, whatever. It's just, you know, it's it's totally fine. 13 years, no big. big. Now, if it was like Bruce Willis and his current wife. So Bruce Willis is the same age as my mom. And his wife is the same age as my husband, who was a year older than me. 
Okay. And then right. my mom had me when she was 25. Yeah, I've, I've done the math. So, yeah, so that's a little creepy, yeah. right? Because if, you know, if you're old enough to have born the person yeah. that you're with, that's an insult. I feel like it's a little problematic. Or if they're under, like, 23. Yeah. Because they're also babies and their brain is still forming. Um, what is, what number of years is the acceptable age gap? Before it becomes creepy. Okay, I'm saying I'm saying if they're past 18 and they're they're legal and everything. So let's fine, say can we make them like the... past like 22 because otherwise again their brains are still forming and it's weird. Um, no, I'm saying okay. Once they're past 18, once they're past 18, what maximum age gap that I don't find weird? Yes. Um, I feel like is old enough to have res- like responsibly <laughs> held had you so 18 years. Because, okay. like, you can have somebody at 13, right? Yes. But that's, like, that's not a thing. Not a but idea. just generally throughout, like, at least modern history, so double people age. people got married when they were 18 and right, had babies. Yes. So 18 years. 18 years. Yeah, okay. Over that, makes that makes sense. Yeah. No, because double your age. Like, if I'm 40, no, I'm not, by the way. But if I just, you know, <laughs> I, I, meant, I meant like double an 18 year old's age. Yes. Yeah. So if you were 18 and dating a 36 year old, A, what the fuck's that person's problem? Yeah, no, that's because weird. your brain is not formed and they should not be dating you. Yes. Um, but yeah. Just, and like when you're older, it's not as weird. Yeah. Yeah. With the younger you are, the weirder a mm-hmm. large age gap is. The difference between somebody who's like 33 and 43 is not as big as somebody who's like 18 and, and like 28, 28 even yeah it's not it's not the same or even like 23 and 33 yeah you know like at 23 you get to be like hard club and at 33 you're like i'm gonna watch murder shiro and go to bed at 9 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah no there's yeah. it's weird how it it slows down, down. Yeah. yeah 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 speaking definitely. of awkward age gaps uh, I've been watching Called Midwife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Me too. And it's, it's way less traumatic Traumatic when I'm not pregnant. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry I told you about it when you were pregnant. Oh, my God. Yeah. Never watch that show when you're pregnant, people, sorry. because I watched it when I was, like, three and a half months pregnant. Um, <laughs> and it was awful. Well, but now that I'm not pregnant, I'm like, whatever, guys. You're fine. Yeah. Let's... let's I was watching a show, and Sarah was like, what are you watching? And I was like, nothing. It's a show. Nothing. Why? And she's like, because I'm looking for new shows. And I was like, no, you don't want to watch this. It's fine. And she was like, no. And you don't know Sarah, but she is a stubborn human being. What? And so eventually I gave in and was like, hey, it's a show called Call the Midwife, and it's about midwifery in the 1950s and 60s, but I don't think you should watch it because you're pregnant. And she's like, no, it'll be fine. Yeah, it wasn't fine. Because <laughs> you know what you don't want to hear about when you're like nine weeks, ten weeks don't pregnant? No. See, that I know about because I teach history, so I'm fine with that. No, it's the, you don't want to be like, again, when you're like newly pregnant and try to throw up every five seconds uh, and just discover that your pants don't fit like when you're out of town and have to use like rubber bands to hold them together. Um, about soap enemas. Oh, yeah. High yeah. and hot and hell of a lot. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, things like that when you're just like, oh, God. Especially when you're, you know, can't sleep at night between mm-hmm. vomiting and heartburn and you're like, now I can think about this shit while I'm walking. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's cool. I only made like season two when I was pregnant, but now I'm on, like, the end because I'm like, whatever. And then, what am I in? Season 
five, I think. We're right in the middle of them trying to be like, what's, why are these babies coming out deformed? With no arms and legs. And it's like, oh, what am I? What am I? What am I? It's really sad. Dude, have you watched the one where um, the son tries to lecture his dad, the doctor, on smoking smoking about how it's bad? Yeah. And like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't smoke, guy in the 60s. Yeah. Kind of bad for you. Yeah. Um, But yes, yes, I watched that one today. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also in that same season is a weird one about an age gap with a much older gentleman. He's like grandpa status. And he, like, adopts a prostitute oh my god yes like rosalie or rosamond or roseanne yes yeah and she has a baby and then she's like oh my goodness she goes runs away to her like sex worker friends yes yes and then he gets her back and it's like i I get it and it's sweet but the age gap is he's like her grandpa he's way too old yeah so that's why i was asking about the age gap no that because that's like (laughs) If they're old enough to be like your grandparents, it's that's definitely like maybe because if you could have young parents, so like if they're like your dad's age, but like your parents had you when they were like 18, 20, 22, like, you know, whatever, like you love who you love and you can't help it. Right. But like if the person that you love is like the same age as your nan. Yeah. Right. Then. Oh, yeah. She's definitely like 22. Maybe 20. And he was like 65. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, so that's why I brought up the age gap because I was like, I watched this earlier and it made me uncomfortable the whole time. No, they even, I think that same season, somebody, like one of the bitchy women who's sitting pregnant waiting for her like Tuesday appointment yeah. makes a, like a snide comment about Sheila and the doctor. Oh, they and do. And about yeah. how like she's too, like he's way too old for her. Yeah. And like, I'm like, he's like maybe 50 and she's like early 30s. So yeah. it's not, I mean, it's not as weird. It's not yeah. as weird. No. Weird. Because there are lots of, like, happy, again, you love yeah. who you love. And, yeah. you know, it's only really weird, again, if they could have had you and, like, your kid. Yeah. yeah. And it was weird how he just sort of, like, adopted her. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing. That, that, whole, that whole episode was real weird. It didn't seem like love to me. It seemed like a lonely old man who was like, oh, look, a puppy. I yeah. had sex with it. Now I have a baby. Like, it seemed like he was adopting a puppy and not marrying a woman he loved. And it almost seemed like he wanted to, like, he saw that she was, like, in an unfortunate situation. Yeah. And wanted to rescue her. But also, you know, put his penis in her. (laughs) Yeah. And then, but he also, like, felt the need for offspring and progeny, especially after his mom died. And so she felt his need to be a hero and, like, solve that, like, hero complex that he had and also continue on his line. Yes. Right? And then she, you know, had the need to not be a prostitute. Yes. And so they were, there was a mutually using relationship. Yes. Um. So I didn't have, like, a huge problem with that aspect of it because, you know, he's using her, but she's also using him. But it was the, yeah, the fact that he was just old enough to be grumpy. He was super grumpy. It's funny because I've watched so many of those episodes. I've been, like, binging them, so I'm watching them back to back to back. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the only episode that's really, like, bothered me and made me feel uncomfortable. Not even, like, all the vomiting. Most of the vomiting, I'm just like, okay, well. They're pregnant. And they're done now. Like, yeah. Vomiting, 
bothers me greatly, but it bothers me less when it's somebody who's pregnant because I know you're not going to transmit something. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to get it from you. Also, you can't help it. You can't like, help some it. Some of us are just vomitoriums for yeah. nine months. You can't help it. Not nine no. months. You were in the whole time. I was. No. There was I, one time when I was like, how are you doing? You're like, I haven't vomited in two weeks. I remember that. You know why? Why? Because I had a prescription. Oh, well. 100%. Yeah, I was on drugs to not That's vomit. Good. That's good, though. Yeah. That's okay. I was on the anti-nausea medicine that I got, of course, from well-meaning people, like 17 articles about how it was going to cause birth defects in my baby. Um, and I'm like, you know what? Hey, <laughs> it's cool. I'm throwing up constantly. Like, I'm going to risk taking this medicine, yeah. like, once in a while to, you know, not be hospitalized. Yep. Yeah. Um, because there was an episode about that. The chick with hyper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is basically what I had. I took which the medicine is, so that I didn't end up in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. That was the start of the thalidomide episode. <laughs> yeah, because they prescribe it for the chick who is. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. See, if I lived in the 50s, Leia would have no little no fingers. Yeah, yeah. No, she'd no, be a slipper kid. She would. But I love her anyway because she's the cutest. She is. Really she just couldn't unlock, unlock my phone. <laughs> that That's awesome. Uh, they're unlocking my phone? Yeah. Yes, I think it's hilarious when they learn new skills. That you then have to childproof something new. I think that's what. She learned my passcode. <laughs> She's two and a half. See, I don't have to deal with it yet, so it's funny for me. Yeah, it's funny for you. I had to, like, I had to move from the four-digit passcode <coughs> to the much more pain in my butt, like, eight-digit passcode because my kid learned my passcode and can unlock my phone. Hey, she's... She's growing every day. I also hid her app inside of a folder, and she found it. Oh. I mean. Do you want a kid? I do. Because you want to take her? Because, like, free. She comes with stuff. (laughs) She comes with accessories. She comes with accessories. (laughs) She does. She has outfits um, and shoes and, yeah, all kinds of accessories. Are any of them pink? Not really, but I could probably find some that I avoid using if you really wanted those. Like, if that was a deal breaker, I'm sure I have, like, a pink dress somewhere. She did get, like, a bunch of Harry Potter clothes for Christmas, and I'm super jazzed. I saw the little, like, Christmas Eve Harry Potter. Yeah. No, she got a sweatshirt and a sweater and two shirts and some leggings. All Harry Potter. Awesome. And a wand. And, and a bank Something to stab her and with. a bank shaped like Harry Potter so she can keep her money in it. Aww. I know. She has money? Well if she steals it from me, yeah. I'm so bummed. I mean, it's the only stuff she steals from me. She it's not like have money and I don't. Yeah, she's got like twenty five cents that she steals. She steals what? money. She's a stealer. She's she's a, she's, she's a thievy thief. <laughs> But she's real cute, so you can't, like, prosecute her, you know? Like, the, the cops won't come and arrest the two-year-old who, like, took your wallet and, like, took your debit card out of it. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. They found, yeah. They have little tiny handcuffs. Itty, <laughs> <laughs> bitty, tiny handcuffs. Okay, so let's continue on with Lust Finds a Way. <sighs> so, when we last left... And again, this is Lust Finds a Way by R.K. Galaga, available for you on Amazon um, Amazon Kindle. Yep. Um, if you were a Prime member, it is free. Um, <laughs> so Andy has fallen in love with Mina, 
the sex worker who works at the Lavender House, yes. um, run by not Miss Havisham, but I don't care to go back and check what her actual name is. Hannah. There we go. And remembered. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Miss Havisham would be so much cooler. It would be. Yeah. And after a night of ridiculously unthought out, unprotected sex, um, he wakes up and spends an entire day in the desert transitioning into what appears to be some kind of raptor. Um, and after he goes to confront Mina and say things like, hey, babe, after we did it, I turned into a dinosaur. Yeah. Um, she takes him to Dr. Friend. Oh, God. Or Dr. Friendly. <laughs> um, who is the, you know, I'm guessing unlicensed doctor that the ladies of the Lavender House use. And so he has taken them into his underground um, lab slash exam room to, you know, check him out. What's your um, necklace? Um, well, that's completely off topic, but it is Harry Potter shit. Is it my necklace? I just thought I'd tell you why I was staring at your chest. Oh, I was figured you like my boobs. Um, <laughs> no. That was Harry Potter shit. I did like your sweater, though. Thanks, man. I got it for Christmas. <laughs> Um, so yes, yeah, so they did some blood tests and, um, then they also check Mina, you know, give her a checkup and good going over. yes, are both advised that maybe they shouldn't do it with anybody until the test results came back. At which point Mina says, Hey, but I have a client tonight. So I'm just gonna tell them that I'm, you know, it was exposed to HIV. Yes. And we gotta double bag it. And then it'll be, if he wants someone to do it, like, we'll be cool. Double bagging it is terrible. Terrible. And not advice. something you should ever do. That's not do. how friction works. The more you know. And, and just FYI. Also, we learned that uh, our protagonist, what was his name? Andy. Andy. We learned that he's 40. He is which, 40, which makes it even sadder. We thought that he was in his, like, 20s. 20s. Yeah. <laughs> so now he's just really he's sad. He's just real creepy. It's just right. sad. And he's also very upset that Mina has other clients that she is not willing to cancel on. Because, yeah. of course, despite the fact that he is now a motherfucking dinosaur, still believes that she is his one true love. Yes. All right. The doctor peers into the tunnel through the small window onto the door. Is this Mina? <laughs> Sorry. Fuck is this off. Mina's tunnel? Is it what we're looking for? Yes, through her small window that, you know, she put there for easy <laughs> access. No. My biggest concern with this whole thing is not the dinosaurs themselves. It's what happens when the rest of the world finds out about it. More specifically, I'm worried about government scientists dragging you off to some secret lab and chopping you up so they can figure out how to actually make a raptor army. Whenever there's a new scientific discovery, the government tries to make weapon of it. You're lucky you live in a town where people aren't easily impressed. If you were anywhere else on Earth, you'd already be on the news and the feds would have found you by now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's only a matter of time before somebody around here gets close enough to look at me and sees that I'm not a special effect. I live in a residential area and I've already given my neighbors a reason to be curious by riding off on a bicycle this afternoon. <laughs> you make a good point. <laughs> the doctor frowns. Make a good point. I don't think you can go home. Mina, is there any way he can? you can take him back to the Lavender House with you? It's in a much more secluded part of town with fewer nosy neighbors. More importantly, Miss Hannah's agreement with the county keeps the police away. 
No way. <laughs> okay, Andy, you just wait in this room while I attend my client. While I handle business. Handle business. That's right. Hand being the main word. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just earplugs. It's fine. Okay. Um, no way. I do not want Miss Hannah to know about this until we figure out what's happening. Well, can you hide him in your room? I always thought she was pretty good about giving you guys privacy. She was, until recently. Mina gives me a sideways look. I'm sort of on her shit list right now. I can sneak into the window again, I suggest. She'll never know I'm there. And what about when I'm working tonight? What the hell are you going to do then? I'll hide in the closet. You can't even fit in the bathroom. Your closet's bigger. Mina crosses her arms. It really is the best option, adds Dr. Friend. Okay, she adds the sigh. But if Miss Hannah finds you, I'm going to pretend I have no idea who you are. Then she'll probably throw a knife at you because you're a dinosaur. <laughs> is that really the sentence? Yes. <laughs> I can't make this shit up, man. It's literature. Uh, Fair enough. Literature. It's settled then, the doctor says, leading us to the door. I wish there was more I could do for you guys, but now it's really just a matter of seeing what these tests can tell us. I'd like to get started on these samples right away. Dr. Friend brings us back upstairs as he shows us to the door. I realize I'm leaving without an answer to my one problem I'm most concerned about, my malfunctioning dino dong. Sure. Of course, I couldn't ask for this in front of Mina anyway. Why not? Right. I love that he's dong. a fucking dinosaur and he's more concerned about the fact that his tiny dino dick doesn't work. Yes. Yeah. And also the fact that the woman he uh, pays to pleasure him is somebody who could not talk about his dino dick in front right. of him. I'm pretty sure at that point in time, there's there's no secrets anymore, right? Like she knows. Well, there shouldn't be. Right? There shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Once we're outside, my super sensitive nostrils are again filled with the nauseating aroma of fried meat wafting from the popsicle stand. As we're walking to her bike, something across the street catches Mina's eye. Holy shit! She exclaims. I recognize that car and that man. There are now three cars parked in the Popsicle Stands parking lot, and one of them is eerily familiar to me as well. A black 1987 Ford LTD Crown Victoria. And sitting at a nearby picnic table nursing a strawberry milkshake is a mustached man with sunglasses wearing a black suit and tie. He's facing our direction, but it's hard to tell if he's really looking at us. He doesn't react with any kind, the kind of astonishment you'd expect from someone who has just fought a dinosaur across the street. <laughs> Where do you know him from? I ask, trying not to stare. He's actually the last client I had before you, the one that just wanted to watch me masturbate. Strange. I've seen him before, too. In fact, he was in the hardware store just yesterday, right before I started changing, and then he showed up again later while I was just walking through the desert. Only that time, he just watched me from a distance and then drove off. He's a fucking man in black. What? Dun, dun, dun. Well, fuck. This can't just be a coincidence. Nobody comes all this way out here for just a milkshake. Speak of... <laughs> Did it bring the boys to the yard, though? And they're like, it's better than yours. <laughs> All right. No, we don't have time. I need to be back in Lavender House by 5 p.m. for our daily check-in meeting. If I'm not downstairs by then, Miss Hannah will come knocking on my door. I'll call Dr. Friend after the meeting. We hastily mount Mina's bike and explode out of the Silverman County Naturals parking lot. Um, I look back over my shoulder, half expecting to see Mustache Glasses Man coming after us. He isn't. He remains at the picnic table, facing the herbal store, drinking a strawberry shake. His apparent indifference to us is very unsettling. I am happy to leave him in our dust. 
I wish I could say coming in through Mina's window was easier the second time, but it wasn't. I just hope Miss Hand doesn't get a look at the scratched up stucco until after all this is over. At least we made it back in time for their meeting. Waiting alone in Mina's room is excruciating. My mind burns with anxiety, and my stomach burns with acids of emptiness. It was hard enough fasting when I had a human metabolism, but now every second without food brings me closer to eating my own tail. Luckily, Mina returns before this happens. She opens the door just enough for her curvaceous body to squeeze through into the room, then looks anxiously back down the hall behind her before closing the door. Here, she says, wrapping, throwing three icy blocks of plastic wrapped styrofoam on my feet. What's this? One package is chicken and the other two are ground lamb. You said nothing cooked, right? Okay, where'd you get it? I found it in the freezer, she shrugs. I'm not sure it belongs to you, but it's been there a while. Sorry, it might be a bit of freezer burn. She takes out her phone and steps into her closet. You eat while I check in with Dr. Friend. Yummy. Okay. Why do you have to call him from inside the closet? Because I don't want to watch you eat, and I imagine it'll be pretty loud. She shuts the louvered accordion doors behind her. I bend over my dinner and brush away ice shavings with my snout. I realize that I'm not quite in touch with my raptor instincts enough to know how I'm supposed to eat. Most raptors probably don't eat ice, so I guess there's no precedent here. <gasps> Is he going to breathe fire? Is he actually a dragon? Well, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, sadly, no. Oh. I decided to do what's easiest. I remove the plastic and foam, slice the meat bricks into thirds with my sickle claws, then swallow the chunks whole. My insides are chilled as the rations slide down my throat and into my belly. I wonder if eating will ever be enjoyable again. Mina comes out of her closet just as I'm finishing my last bite. She tosses her phone on her bed, then flops down next to it. He didn't answer. I tried a few times, but didn't want to leave a message. He's dead. No, he was snatched by mustache sunglasses, man. Or killed by him. Mm. Or made into a skin suit. Oh, a skin suit. While he wears his kooky dance. Um, Back to friend pants. She looks down the pile <laughs> of styrofoam and plastic wrap. I see you finished your dinner. How was it? My stomach stopped hurting. That's something, anyway. How about you? Are you going to have a chance to eat before you work tonight? Miss Hannah feeds us at the evening meeting. Tonight we had lasagna. Cooked. You wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> You know, I actually make a pretty mean lasagna myself. At least, I used to. She laughs. Really? Yeah, I was quite the chef, in fact. I almost went to culinary school after I dropped out of law school. But then I came to Amori to be a blackjack dealer instead. You're a fucking winner, Andy. That was my comment, not the others. <laughs> oh, poor Andy. He's yeah. so sad. He's so sad. Uh, now you work at a hardware store? Not anymore, I guess. I walk over to the window again. The sky is purple on its way to black. Some stars are already visible. I wonder if I'll ever feel worse about the situation if I had... I wonder if I'd feel even worse about the situation if I had a career that I actually gave a shit about. Mina comes over and stands next to me. I bet you can hold a spatula with those thumbless mitts of yours. You can probably still make lasagna. <laughs> I wouldn't want... I wouldn't want to eat it, remember? Well, don't you have friends you can cook for? Not any that I don't pay. Oh, Andy. <laughs> I feel a physical chill as Mina leaves my side. I'm going to start getting ready, she says, walking over to her dressing table. She picks up her brush and starts pulling out the loose hair she must have missed earlier. Do I have to go in the closet now? Not immediately. She points with her brush to the foam and plastic wrap. Can you do me a favor and throw that stuff away? 
I gather up the trash in my thumbless mitts and deposit it in a small wicker basket on top of Mina's lost hairs and the discarded photo of the girl with the bike. I look up at the wall where my favorite photo used to hang and wonder what, what I'll stare at the next time I put my foot in my mouth and need to avoid eye contact with Mina. He's terminal. Who? I ask, turning quickly back to Mina. Dr. Friend? No, Jerry, the guy I'm seeing tonight. Mina's brush glides smoothly through her dark, shiny locks. He's been told he has six weeks left to live. I'm sorry to hear it. Not that it's any of your business, but I, yeah, that's why I didn't want to cancel on him. I figure he deserves to experience as much pleasure as possible during his final months. So you can see why an SCD is least of his worries. Even one that might turn him into a dinosaur. Hell, if that happens. It somehow means he doesn't die in six weeks, and I'm sure he'll be pretty psyched to be a living dinosaur instead of a dead human. <laughs> For a moment, I reflect on whether I myself would rather be a dead human. I understand now. I'm sorry I wouldn't let it go before. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. You're acting like a jealous <laughs> boyfriend or something. I know. It was just strange to be hanging out with you outside this room. It almost felt like we were really getting to each other. Uh, we weren't hanging out, Andy. I took you to the doctor. <laughs> Andy's so sad. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I guess it just got carried away again. <coughs> I walk over to the closet. Do you need to get anything out of here before I go in? It's only 6.30. Jerry won't be here for another hour. Yeah, well, I'm kind of tired. I think I'll just go to sleep now. She reaches past me and takes a silky white dress from a hanger. Her face is close enough that I can almost taste the orange Tic Tac she's sucking on. My heart flutters as my imagination prepares for a kiss that never comes. I step into the closet and fumble with the accordion doors, which don't have knobs on the inside. She closes the door for me. I can still see her clearly through the slats in the wood. Her shirt comes off and I shut my eyes. I can't bear to see her beautiful body right now. I he, thought it... He hasn't pooped. We've been with him this whole time. He, he hasn't gone to the bathroom. I know. So, he can't open the door from inside. So, is he going to have, like, a dinosaur accident? He might. <laughs> we'll find out. Or a devil dinosaur three-way. Uh, I'm going to pre-read. Um, I thought I was lying when I told her I was tired, but I fall asleep quickly. I wake to the sound of her bedroom door opening. My heart plummets as I peer through the slots to see the living carnation of Rodin's The Thinker walk in carrying a bouquet of red roses. Here, he says, canning me and the flowers. These are for you. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry, she says with a smile. Once again, I forgot to have something ready to put these in. She puts the flowers down on her dressing table. Sorry, guess I should have brought chocolate truffles instead. No, the flowers are good. I'll get a vase from downstairs later. She sits down on the bed. Uh, we're gonna skip. Because do we really want to watch Mina have sex with Jerry? No, no really. we don't. Is Jerry so, interesting at all? Apparently, Jerry is buffer than buff. Oh. He is tanned and buffety buff and has got to be the healthiest looking sick person that Andy has ever seen. Okay. And Mina does not mention the dino STD. She, oh, she just starts tripping him. She mentioned HIV? Nah, oh. She's just gonna go right to sex in him. And then brown chicken, brown cow, they are just <laughs> sexing it. While Andy, again, is watching this Reminiscing and thinking that just mere day and a half ago he was the one that was brown chicken brown cowing Mina, and now he's in a closet. Um, oh God! 
And I'm going to skip because I need to drink a lot right now. Um, it's really sad that also his tiny dino dick doesn't work. Mm. So at the Actually, we have to mention this. Yes. Um, she's looking at Andy while brown chicken brown counting Jerry. Oh. And he is really sad because everybody is getting their, like, shenanigans on except his little wiener isn't moving. And then <laughs> Mina looks at him, right, um, while Jerry is putting on his large fire hose of a condom. Oh, he wore one anyway. Okay. Yeah. She sneaks one more glance. Fire hose of a condom. Is that the word? As Jerry is putting on his large fire hose of a condom. Oh, my. She sneaks one more glance in my direction. In that instant, I feel an encouraging tingle in my junk, only to have it fade away once he's inside her. And then again, we're going to slit, skip, 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 because I don't want to read about that. I love your recap. The recap's so much better. And there's a lot of pinching and pinching. licking. Ow. Yeah. Uh, you know, and licking. Well. And that's... yells of deeper. Um, I'm sorry, but we're going to do this one because this is amusing. Jerry scratches her clit like a DJ on a turntable no. while ferociously pounding her pussy. No. That's an actual sentence from this whole part that I was skipping. No. You're welcome. No. no. Um, That's not a thing. You don't scratch that. And then we're going to keep skipping because, ew. You don't scratch that. Yes. Oh, and then Mina tells him that she wants him to blow his load inside of her, despite the fact that she knows about dino STDs. And he's wearing a condom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But, you know, what can you do? Wow, this is a very long scene. Oh, my God, it really is. Like, there's so much, yeah. Like, your dick should not be smoldering. I'm just going to disclaimer. If your (laughs) dick is smoldering, probably see a doctor. I'm just thinking of, like, Dragon Age. (laughs) Ever play the video game Dragon Age? All right, so finally, Finally. half a glass of wine later, um, they are finished. Jerry, you are a powerhouse. Right? Yeah. Yes. To my surprise, the spooning only lasts a few minutes. I can't fathom where else a dying man would rather be than cuddled up again next to Mina, or what better things he could possibly have to do. Maybe he's just less selfish than I am. Maybe he just wants to slip out of the room before he breaks down in front of her and burns her with his sorrow. He's better. smoldering dick. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Burned by a smoldering dick. Right. He's better than me in every way. I'll bet he would have been able to catch that coyote with his bare hands. So, he says as he's buttoning his shirt, this might actually be the last time I see you. Red-eyed and sniffing, Nina jumps out of the bed and wraps her arms around him. This is so much harder for me to watch than the sex. Not for me, dude. (laughs) So much easier. I slump back against her clothes and shut my eyes. I am asleep before they say their final words to each other. Well, that was quick. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he was worn out from watching the massive sex session. Fire hose. That I, you, you're welcome, fast forward it there. <laughs> chapter three. Where We're only chapter? on chapter three. How many are there? 465 million. <laughs> um, this is the last one. No, that's good. We are almost done. We should pause then. All right, so we will continue and finish up with the end of Lust Finds a Way. Next time, (laughs) will Andy realize that Mina is probably not his one true love? (laughs) Will they find a cure for his dino 
condition, or more importantly to Andy, will they figure out how to make his tiny dino peen work? Yep. Because apparently that's all he cares that's about. all he cares about. Yeah. Making tiny dino work. And, you know, having Mina love him. Yeah. Yes. We'll find out next time. Next time on... On Fan Fantastic. Right. <laughs> so till then... Do shit. Do shit. Yep. Right. Bye. Bye.